Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, Billy, and sitting next to me is... Chris Weir. Oh, you went full name, eh? Yeah, I did. I want people wow. to know exactly who it is, <laughs> screwing up names. <laughs> It's me all the time. I'm yeah. a real, real namesmith over here. Uh, thanks for tuning in and watching on this beautiful Tuesday morning. We're recording Monday before the game, mm-hmm. uh, which we're very excited about. We're, yeah. We're beyond excited. By the time that we're done here, the game will have started and we'll get to see what good old Matt McLean does. Yeah. Brought him up, baby. Yeah. Congrats, Matt McLean. You did it, buddy. We're so <laughs> proud of you. We, you know, we really mentored you and taught you the ways. We actually leveled out his swing. That was us. I know that was a whole other thing that we don't have time to get into. <laughs> but uh, he owes us. He owes us big time. Okay, we took him out to the backyard. We took him to the kid cage. Yeah. We had him hitting in the nets. Actually, hitting into the projector screen, and going, buddy. Yeah. Level it out. We'll get more power, more launch <laughs> angle. That wasn't a good movement, but that's. But no other point. So, yeah. Yeah, all of our hard work paid off. <laughs> it really did. Glad it came to fruition. But yeah. no, yeah, that's that's the, the big news. That's the big news. It's great to see. How was your week? Uh, it was pretty good. It was Mother's Day weekend, so it was it was full. I had stuff on both sides of the family. Uh, went to uh, part of that. It first started uh, at my nephew's soccer game. He's... Mm. Seven years old, playing uh, soccer, and uh, went outdoors. It was extremely hot, and I bailed. Like I, I couldn't go to like we were supposed to go to dinner afterwards, like outdoors. Uh, it, it was too hot. I couldn't couldn't fulfill, uh, you know, I guess uh, my my obligations there. But that's how it started off, and then uh, so just like a whole bunch of stuff. Really sweaty over the weekend. Very humid. Had some comedy. Yeah, a lot of chafing. A lot of chafing. A lot of sweat. A lot of apologizing. A lot of I'm sorry. I'd hug you, but I'm gross right now. <laughs> well, you probably shouldn't be wearing long sleeves. Yeah, that was a problem. I wore jeans too. I, I didn't think oh. it did like because like the temperature's like just breaking around here in a weird way. Yeah, you know, because a few days ago it was pretty chilly, and now it's just like you're you know you're kissing with the devil. Well, we had what was that that. Uh, Tuesday was perfect at the ballpark. Wednesday was perfect at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Then we get to this week, and I was like, "Oh, it's a swamp now." Yeah, we live in a swamp-like environment. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's fucking dead and humid. It's disgusting. Um, uh, and also, I think that's a great way to get out of anything. I'm just sweaty. Yeah, I was like, uh, I can't do it. I can't eat food right now. I says, I'll get sick. I says, I just cannot eat food outside. Yeah. And everyone understood because I was visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> I, like, I was just hot, sweaty. I mean, I just had to like fast walk back to the car, turn on the AC, and says I'm out. <laughs> just <Done."> sit. <laughs> I'm out. But I uh, uh, got to go to Go Bananas, watched us some of our buddies up there. Nice. Dwight Simmons was headlining, uh, Cam O'Connor, Willie Bostic. They were uh, split featuring. 
and I went up there and I got to do a surprise uh, host set. I was not anticipating that, but uh, walked in there, had a good old time with the boys, hanging out. It was a really fun night. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, uh, I wish I could have gone, but I had a very, very busy weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, uh, Friday, what did I, I had, a, I went and saw my niece, Edie, and my grandma, Edie. Oh, boy. Both in town, E and E, very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got there, and I walk in, and, uh, my sister says, hey, can you do me a favor? And I was like, what? She was like, can you feed the raccoon? Um, I'm going to have to ask you some questions. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean feed the raccoon? She said, yeah, dad found a raccoon at the base of their oak tree. Yeah. And he just, there's no mom, left it out, tried to see if the mom would come back, didn't come back. So then my dad was like, well, I guess we now have a pet raccoon. Yeah, those are the rules to owning a <laughs> raccoon. It's true. If the mother, if the maternal figure does not uh, come back after a full moon, uh, then uh, the rodent is legally yours. That's true. Yeah, the vermin now has a home. What did you say? Vermin permit? Yeah, uh, no, it was a uh, vermin permit. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, because it's like, is it legal to own a raccoon in Ohio? I don't know. There's probably some stipulations. A few, but at least he kept it and tried to nurse it back to health. And anytime my dad would pick up this raccoon, it would make the same sounds like it was around its mother. Like, <laughs> like, I'm a boy, stop it! <laughs> I'm a man! And I'm like, okay, well, How big was it? It was about uh, that big. Oh my god, a little tiny baby! It was so cute! Yeah? Alicia picked picked it picked it up and it was just like nestled into her into her chest. Yeah. Oh, it was so cute. And then I picked it up and held it, and then my mom was like, I don't want this back to the house. And I was like, I get it. Cause like I think it's it's like my dad is paying reparations to trying to nurse this one back to health, because my dad and I have probably murdered close to twenty five raccoons. You lynched that many raccoons. I did. Feels he has to pay back <laughs> yeah, reparations. Yeah, I have to. Cause they would like we lived in an old Victorian house and they would sneak in through the holes. It keeps you know all adding together. <laughs> house lynching raccoons it's just yeah we live in a southern plantation and <laughs> they would get in and then like scurry up through the walls eat all of our insulation oh wow and my dad would just like my dad and i would lay it on a trampoline and shoot them as they come out of the house take pictures of the front yard the next morning like we got them we got them what type of gun were you using was it like a pellet gun yeah. or was it like a okay a pellet gun my dad and i and my dad has an excellent shot so like yeah he would lay out on the trampoline and i'd be in a ghillie suit with my binoculars oh i'm sure that was super fun it was great and then he would just they would just pop their head out and it was poof and then and then just <laughs> fall out of the tree and he'd just be like i got him by the time he was done he was pulling their teeth and put them on a necklace oh now, my god no, it wasn't like vietnam yeah. <laughs> but like dude like i i swear i think that there was one point dude it got so bad a raccoon died in our walls my dad cut open a hole and he went in to get it and he came back out with the raccoon in a garbage bag along with um, and Izzy's potato pancake that he had ate and emptied into said garbage bag. Oh man, I was gonna say that he found that in the wall. <laughs> We're Jewish. Still but good. Still good. <laughs> Honey, get me some tartar. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's the miracle of the uh, Pink Panther. <laughs> That's right. 
Oh, the chart just fell out of the wall. Yeah, it was, still counts. It still counts. Hey, it's been 10 minutes. It's still in there. Um, so, yeah, so I think he's just, like, putting, like, uh, what, like he's good karma back in. Like, I killed nice. so many, brought it back up, and then gave it to somebody who, like, has a raccoon farm up there. Like, a hey, raccoon dude. farm? Oh, my God. These are lives we could be living. <laughs> didn't know this was an option. You know, look, we know it's always an option, but instead we chose to fix Matt McLean's swing. True. It's a labor of love, but someone had to do it. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We nailed it. Um, so we'll start... With what I'm wearing, what do you think of the City Connect? Uh, I'm going to be a bit controversial. I, I like it, but I like it, but I was wanting some uh, throwback reinvention. I wanted to see something like that was uh, kind of harkened back to an older area that was a, a reimagined design. This looks good. Mm -hmm. I like it. Uh, black is very difficult to uh, mm. to make look correct, and I think uh, the uniform from what I've seen so far does look good. Uh, I I like it, but I was still wanting something different. I get, I get still it. good, still good, still good. I like it. Okay. I kind of want to see another uh, what else they had in the pipeline that could have made it. Sure. So Trent C Trent wrote a great article about everything, like what they were working on, um, and what I. But, like, the big thing was that they wanted to look towards the future. So, think about in 2019. Remember when they released all of those different uniforms? Mm -hmm. Starting back with, like, the OG up until, like, when they did the redesign. Yeah. So, like, they already did that. Mm -hmm. So, I think that them doing that, knowing the success of it, they were like... And as much as the team has talked about the past, they're like, Wow, Big Red Machine, a 1990 World Series, hell yeah! Like, they're like, we gotta give the fans something... To look forward to. I really like that. I think that's great. Uh, but I still want my one. That reminds me of the other guys. <laughs> I want my no, one. It, it's it's a really great uh, jersey. It's yeah. nice. I just I just like uh, you know some other things as well. But sure. that's a super thing. I'll probably buy a t-shirt of it. You should. Yeah. I think you should. There's a good. There's a there's a, a place where you could get that. In the clutch.com. they have. We have just dropped our player tee. Um, Black MLBPA designs that are similar to this. Ah. Check it out. Nasty Boys, 10% off. Do it up. But, uh, yeah, man, so, like, when they when they talk about the future and all that stuff, is like, when it was really encouraging to see, like, that they finally... And they never had a black jersey. They had, like, batting practice really? jerseys. So that's the first time they've done black. And ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted just a full black mm. Reds jersey. And... Nine-year-old Billy's like, dude, 32-year-old Billy's tight. It looks good on you, buddy. Well, black is slimming. So mm -hmm. I, this jersey, I've lost 7 to 10 pounds. Yeah, we look pretty similar together. I got black on, too. Yeah, oh, we look good. Mm -hmm. And then what's really cool with the hat, um, it the piping. Oh, it goes in the inside, too. Oh, yeah. It goes around, baby. It's all up in there. So the piping on the hat harkens back to the, like, 1909 hat. That was blue and white pinstripes with the red piping here. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a nod to the past in there. Yeah. No, it's really good. It's uh, well thought out. I like the concept behind it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, not going to be fun wearing this in the middle of July at a day game. Yeah. A bit brutal. bit brutal. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Mm-hmm. So... Um, let's dig in. So we got so much, so much to talk about here. Dig into the week that was, uh, dude, took two out of three from the Mets. Mm -hmm. Took two out of three from the Fish. 
Mm -hmm. Pretty great week to go, you know, two at home, two on the road, and knowing that you're going back out on the road um, tonight, the three spot against Colorado. Did you come back home and face the vaunted Yankees? Yeah, they put up a, a, a nice uh, couple series there, and so they're in a good spot here for uh, Colorado. Yeah, like re it. really good. Um, the big thing that was encouraging from that first game is Luke Weaver, dude, and Luke Weaver all week. I mean, you go out there, he's your four starter, six innings pitched, four hits, four earned runs, one walk, two Ks, enough to keep you in the game, a game that the Reds win and beat the dick off of their bullpen and Daniel Peterson, which was supposed to be Max Scherzer, but he went out mm. with neck stiffness. Mm. And what do we know about neck stiffness? Uh, it's around this area. Okay, okay. Was, did you see that, ever see that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Where Larry David says there's only two ways someone has a stiff neck. One, a car accident. Two, from performing cunnilingus. <laughs> Okay, I thought it had something to do with the latter. Yeah, and so in that episode, uh, I forget who it is, a baseball player goes out with neck stiffness and he turns and looks back and he goes, oh yeah? Oh yeah? Okay. So, yeah, Scherzer out with, uh, with uh, I guess he was in a car accident before he got to the ballpark. Yeah, exactly, while he was uh, eating out someone's pussy. <laughs> Four stars no. for that Uber driver. <laughs> you know, the classic whiplash and the gash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but man, they they came they they can't they started hot and then um, kind of lost it towards the eighth and then they kept them in check just enough where Alexis Diaz came out and had a four out save. Yeah, that was that was impressive. Uh, and this was the one where uh, he brought out David Price. This is what we're talking about, or am I? I'm thinking about the wrong one. We brought out who? When he had David Price, oh fuck, oh, <laughs> dude, I, I am way, I'm a couple years off and a few games ahead. <laughs> when he brought out um, David Bell, David Bell brought him out. Yeah, dude, I was sitting there in the stands and I was like, "Are we really gonna start doing this? Really stretch him out?" Mm -hmm. They did, and I was horrified. I was like, "Damn it, he's only, he's only for." The ninth inning. He's still a kid. Let him figure it out. But one in the third, no hits, no earned runs, one walk, three Ks, and that ump zone was trash. Yeah, uh, he was not being. And also too, like with Weaver, it wasn't going both ways. So it was. Uh, I, I liked that with Weaver too. He's fucking. Uh, he's coming out with some intensity, and he kept. Uh, you know his his uh, mentality there, even though he's getting swells at the plate. Pretty good. Oh yeah. I mean, if you did, you look at the scorecard. I mean, it was just all over the place. Where, I mean, a lot of balls for the Mets were called outside, but then on the inside, you could see up, up. What was it? Up and away, and low and inside. He just was not giving it to, yeah. to either Reds pitcher. Yeah, uh, bad, but a really good, uh, you know, response by Reds pitching. Yeah, it was huge. It was awesome. Um, but in that one, you had do do do, and the, oh yeah, what was most impressive about that six to seven win? No home runs. Yeah, just stringing together some singles, baby. Just the old George Grand way of baseball. Get him on, get him over, get him in. That's right, baby. George Grand was just sitting there, just just hard as a rock, like oh, yeah, oh yeah, someone bought for the love of God, <laughs> <laughs> lay it down. <laughs> 
Uh, and then you followed up with the next night you faced Verlander, who was Verlander. You got all, got to him in the first, but he had seven innings pitch, two hits, two walks, seven Ks. And I was like, man, this is impressive to watch live. Yeah, I was going to say, you were there. I was there for both of them. And what a matchup. Verlander versus Green, old versus young. Oof. And the, uh, the old vet got his way. Yeah, uh, it was really, I watched it from back home, but he just looked like he just kept getting better and better and better, and it just couldn't uh, pick up those pitches. It seems really difficult to Justin Verlander. Really? Who would yeah. have thought? Hall of Famer Justin Verlander with a sub-2 ERA last year. Hard to hit. Yeah, uh, but dude, still, uh, green through well. Yes. Uh, a couple of hiccups, but nothing uh, that wasn't recoverable. No, but it, you didn't get the length you wanted out of him. Mm -hmm. He had uh, 102 pitches, 62 of them for strikes. Went five and a third, six hits, two earned runs, four walks, four Ks. Gave up a dinger that was a moonshot to Polar Bear Pete. Yeah, um, I think he was just leaving some sliders up. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, uh, I mean, doesn't he have like the most like home runs in the NL? <laughs> yeah. So... If you're going to give up, give a home run up to anybody, I mean, if it's going to be the home run leader, you know. You might as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than that, he looked pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't get to really dig into his pitch mix because I'm just so excited about everything else. Um, but overall, man, I mean, like, we took two out of three from the highest payroll in baseball ever. That's great. <laughs> I mean, fuck them. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll take it. Two yeah. out of three. Love it. It's beautiful. Um, and then... What was most impressive was then that next game where they won 5 nothing during the day and they had a full bullpen day with Derek Law showing up, litigating, and taking care of one and a third. Then Ben Lively, who was drafted by the Reds, gets traded from Marlon Bird to the Phillies, goes over to Korea, comes back here. That old tale. The old tale of Korean back, you know? Yeah. yeah. The old boomerang. Yeah, crossing over the Da Nang. <laughs> What is it, the 47th parallel? You know it. Oh, baby, I do. I know my South Korea, North Korea geography. <laughs> uh, three innings pitched, four hits, 1K. It didn't matter because he got a shit ton of ground balls. I mean, he had, oh, come here, you. Yeah, he had four ground balls and a fly out, three innings pitched. I mean, he was pitching to contact, and if some squeaked through, that was fine, but a lot of zeros going up and down that 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 box score and jimmy herget coming up from triple a and getting a three inning save dude that's got to feel good i uh, hopefully uh, had a nice celebration after that as a as a unit as a, a bullpen oh, yeah. something because i mean that's impressive they have one of the best bullpens uh in the nl they have such a, a great uh group of guys yeah that they just hodgepodge together and be like all right let's make this thing work and mm -hmm. they did um, and moving guys up and down 75, 71, 75 to figure out, you know, who's available, who's got a live arm. Mm -hmm. Um, and they got to Senga early. Steer with a homer, right? Yes. Yeah. Steer with a homer, Indy with a double. Like they just got on him in the first inning, put up that four spot and then just cruised, which great, man. It was pretty freaking rad. Then we went down to Miami. Won seven to four. Ashcraft wasn't great, but he was good enough. Five and two thirds, six hits, three earned runs, two walks, three Ks, gave up two dingers. But it didn't matter because the boys put runs on the board against their bullpen. And especially with Nick Senzel hitting a double, Tyler Stevenson with a homer, 
and Rake Fraley mm -hmm. with two home runs. Getting back after it, baby. Dude, when he's hot, he is scorching hot. Yeah, it seems like he's really feeling it right now. Like, yeah. when you see him up with the plate, getting up there, and he's getting good separation with his hands, and just turning on a ball. Oh, it's fucking, it's nice. It's real nice. It's purdy. And doesn't he just more and more, like, he just, ha he is still dead on him, like, that's fucking Jay Bruce. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, just the way in which that how streaky they get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, yeah, we've talked about this before. Like, so it has like this big pop, and all of a sudden, this drops off, and all of a sudden, bam! It has like eight RBIs in a series. Yeah, <laughs> eight RBIs, two home, three homers, which he yeah. did this day. I mean, it's awesome. Like, hey, man, ride it while it's hot, and uh, rotate in and out with guys who are hot and. More importantly, and we'll get to this later, who are available, mm -hmm. which kind of a bummer to see what happened, but you know, yeah. ride the rake. Yeah, baby. Take it while you can. Um, and again, the bullpen came in and shut it down with Alex Young bouncing back, Jabot, and Alexis Diaz came out there, and I think he had to throw a ton of pitches. That No, 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 that was the next night. Yeah, he was solid, shut, closed the door. Then the next night, you got your red legs, winning six to five, putting up a three spot in the eighth inning on another bullpen day. Yeah. They are really finding ways to kind of like piecemeal together like you were talking about and figuring out ways to squeak runs across the board, whether it be early, late, or just sporadically throughout, you know, the entire game. They've won it in a lot of a lot of different ways, but it seemingly comes from just a lot of people chipping in. Yeah, when I was looking, uh, I was watching the broadcast and they brought something up that I forgot to put in our script. Um, when... The Reds, most wins when trailing in the seventh or later, the Reds have seven wins. Oh, man. Isn't that's that That's all MLB? Yeah, all of baseball. That's nice. That's great. Shows they got a lot of character. Bouncing back, baby. Pushing through. No quitting our boys. Yeah, never say die. That's right. Never say die. And ride the rake. Not the Viking attitude, baby. <laughs> Uh, but it was great. Derek Law started out again, and Levi Stout got a chance to pitch in the professionals without going up against the hottest offense in all of baseball. He went up against the Marlins, which he's like, oh my god, I get a break? Yeah, this is nice. Nice for a change. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to pitch to someone and be like, oh, I'm going to put up 14 runs in an inning. About to be on a highlight reel. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, you know, three innings pitched, two hits, one earned run, three walks, three Ks, serviceable enough to go out to Miami, have a nice trip, eat some fresh fish, maybe get a Cuban sandwich, and then go back to Louisville. Because mm -hmm. that's what happened. But Buck Farmer won in a th one and a third, gave up a run, and then Sims held it down. Um, Jabot blew it a little bit. He had an inning and then uh, gave up two runs. But then uh, Ligma Nuts was back, baby. And the problem with that was he got drilled in the calf, and now he's on the I.L. <laughs> calf ankle but he's uh yeah. he's gonna be down for a hot second and alexis diaz came out and th had a one and two thirds inning save yeah put him in another position where it's just testing him out see how you handle it and man did he just not i mean he just pulled through yeah it was great 40 pitches yeah yeah so he was at 40 pitches i mean which is impressive to know that um he's re reached that mark and can extend but you don't want to do it all the time yeah, you don't want to get in the habit of that. You want him to just be comfortable knowing he's just got to get those three outs. You know, uh, mm -hmm. have him be the closer and hopefully, you know, 
we're gonna get more of these situations figured out. The Reds are beat up. Uh, we'll get some more people in there, and so we don't have to worry about or come across a situation where it's even uh, an option you would entertain. Yeah, no kidding. Because you know how David Bell likes to stretch that stuff out, and that's when you start getting into a little bit of trouble. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then you followed up, and you also put a six spot on who was the best pitcher in baseball last year. Clearly not the same guy, but it's nice to hang your hat on that you put six runs up against the Cy Young winner of last year. Yeah, that's good. And the Reds, you know, just going out there, just playing ball like they are against all these other clubs. It's great. <laughs> yeah, they're playing ball, baby. They're playing ball. They're showing up. They're man. doing they're, it. They're showing up, and you know what they're doing? They're getting dubs. They're taking the field. They're taking the field, and they're not quitting. <laughs> uh, then they lost 1-3 to three on, um, on Sunday. Disappointing that the offense didn't show up at all for Luke Weaver because he had six inning pitch six innings pitched and gave up one run and had like six K's for some reason that screenshot didn't save but anyway it's just it's good to see Luke Weaver is turning into Luke Weaver of old and just hopefully his health can stick with him and the two guys that came up from AAA too to come and fill in the gaps for all the bullpen days we had just shit the bed um, I mean, they didn't completely shit the bed. They gave up two runs, which, hey man, welcome to the bigs. Give up two runs and then get back on the get back in your car and go back down seventy one seventy five back to Louisville. But um, crazy that just no, just very little offense showed up that game. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, Weaver was looking great, showing a nice attitude, pitching very well. Uh, so hopefully next time he's out there, that'll be more incentive for the offense to show up. Yeah. Um, who's hot, baby? Last week, Rake Fraley. Mm-hmm. 438, 500, with a slugging of 1.063, with an OPS of 1.563. My man is scorching. On fire. <laughs> You'll love to see it. The thing about that week, three homers, ten ribs, two walks. Four Ks. Got a stolen base in there, too. Yeah, he donned the Viking helmet a number of times there. <laughs> God dang it, he looks good. <laughs> it looks so good. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't flip that thing over and drink mead out of it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or just like blood. Just pure blood. It's like, what is he doing? No one else is doing that. <laughs> no one else. He's like, this is the blood of my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, but, dude, so sick combined with Spencer Steer. Uh, his batting average is not there. Okay, I get it. Buck 50. But the on-base percentage, 436 with a slugging of 400 with an OPS of 746. He's got, you know, a homer and three ribs. Not scorching hot, maybe a little smoldering, but someone has to bring power to this lineup. Yeah, and he, uh, he's been the guy to do it sometimes. And, yeah, and Nick Senzel. He's got, you know, in 19 plate appearances, he's got six hits, three doubles, two ribs, a walk, to six strikeouts, 316, 354, 74, OPS of 824. Let's fucking go. Yeah, really stepping up. Love seeing that. But our hottest boy, Alexis Diaz, on the year, he has a FIP of 1.03 and a homer point nine, homers over nine innings at a flat zero. With 17.4 Ks per nine. Just crushing. Disgusting. Just putting together an awesome mm. resume. Every time it comes out, you get super excited. 
Uh, this is awesome. It's so great. God, you love to see it. Yeah, and just, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves here, but what he's doing, that performance combined with some of the other performances that we have been seeing and are going to see uh, in this ball club, uh, it, it really tickles me. It tickles me in all the right spots. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. It's beautiful. It's just wonderful. Um, who is not hot? Will Myers, 133, 133, 200, with an OPS of 333. Do you know what the MLB average is for OPS? No. 650. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah, uh, I just think he's still not comfortable at the plate. He's done some things to adjust, but we were talking before about how close he's, he's getting or how far away he is in the box. It seems like he's not really finding, you know, it's been a, a lack of consistency with him. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, hopefully we'll find it. He's one of the veteran guys on the team, so. He might just be just end up being that guy who's a leader and just sits there, and hopefully you can just dump him at the deadline. But at this rate, no one's going to want him at the deadline. True. Ugh. Like, Tommy Pham, like, that was an easy dump. Like, he was, he came back around, he got hot, and moved him at the right time. Yeah, he had value. He, there's, there's no value here. Yeah. I mean, how much, how much more of a leash do you give this guy? I don't know. Uh, I feel like if another team picked us up or picked him up, he'd be, they'd be doing us a favor uh, from their standpoint. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's too much more of a leash, especially with what's coming up in the pipeline. Um, some moves need to be made. I don't know. The guy seems like he's a nice dude, but uh, it's not working out for him. You know, he just seems so nice out there. You know, I just really want it to work for him. You know, I mean, I like the way he wears his sunglasses. He doesn't wear batting gloves. I really appreciate those things. <laughs> you know, I think him not wearing batting gloves bought him another month. Yeah, probably. In my, in my mind. <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, I bought him another month to still be here and for us not to just cut bait. But yeah. looking up and down the rest of the organization, who do you put in right field every day? I don't know. We can put, uh, well, TJ uh, Friel was on the, uh, how long is he on, on the DL now? Ten days. Ten? Okay. Well, I can see him being out in the, you know, left field. I can see it. Mm -hmm. I can see someone else being out in left field, which we can get to that. In a second, the other person who's not hot is Jose Barrero. In three games, I mean, it's such a small sample size because he's been riding the pine a little bit. I mean, he's got 10 ABs, and half of them he struck out. Yeah, uh, he's not feeling it. I, I think there's some other stuff. I mean, it's, you know, I think it's in between the ears mostly for him, um, which is probably has a lot to do with all the other stuff that's happening beneath him. But yeah, he, it's not looking good for him. No, no, it's not. And especially those gaffes, like again, in the Verlander game, he had, you know, I think he had two errors. Yeah, just not really paying attention, not focused. There was, uh, yeah, definitely some gaffes there, some uh, drop balls, uh, bad plays. Yeah. But you know what? The good news is, is we won't have to worry about him at shortstop anymore. What's that? Matt McLean. Our, our hitting protege. Mm -hmm. He, uh, I mean, you look at his, we've, we've talked about this before with his AAA numbers. Uh, 348, 474, slugging 710, an OPS of 1.184 in 138 plate appearances. Uh, he, I mean, 29 walks, 34 strikeouts. Guy's selective, knows what he's doing. Uh, holy shit, Cal Rowley just hit another home run. Oh, man. Dumper, let's fucking go! There's the trident. You'll love to see it. Dumping him. 
dumping them, dumping them in the harbor. I just put it over the other side of the fence here. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. You move, you move them up, you call them up, you put them at short, you leave them there for however long it is until some other folks are ready. What a great time to bring them up. Yeah, uh, he's needed and there's no reason to not bring him up. Yeah, there's no time, service time manipulation here. There's none of that in combined with they're going to be in Colorado. Yeah, and how many more banner days does he need to have like in a row in AAA? Because he, he's doing everything right. So it makes sense. And yeah, this is a great uh, time in the red season for him to come up. So this will be really fun. Looking forward to the game here just uh, right right now, I think. Yeah, which is happening at the moment. Like it's Anytime you can get an injection of offense from a young bat, um, fucking, especially when this team needs it, when you can, you can ride one hot bat for a couple series, but you can't ride it for a season. Yeah, and just having that, you know, it's a big, you know, marathon of a season. Having those, like, those sparks that come in periodically throughout the season, that, you know, that can boost guys up. And this is a very, you know, energy-driven team. It's a young group of guys that are feeding off each other, searching for, you know, uh, you know, they, they all play with, like, a chip on their shoulder. And I think this will, you know, add to that intensity. Agreed. And so... <clears throat> A lot of people are saying that Matt McLean is more of a second baseman than a shortstop. They have him leading off right now. Oh, here we go. He's at a 2-1 count. Is uh, Oh, did India get on first? That's what it sure looks like because he was second oh, really? in the lineup. Oh, shoot. Yeah, Single. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. We cleared a leg in play, foul. Dang. Um, so, anywho. Um, yeah, uh, so you move him to second. Jonathan India would have to move to third base, but Senzel's at third base, mm -hmm. and he's playing really well there. Mm -hmm. Offensively, he looks comfortable, and he's pretty dang good over there. Yeah, he's been making some nice plays. Uh, where do you think uh, India should go? Left. Left? Okay. Here's the conversation, though, that's very awkward. India will get paid more in free agency and extended more. You would, he'll get, he would get paid more in free agency when he gets there as a second baseman than as an outfielder. Okay. As, an, as a Scott Boris client, he likes to see his players go to free agency. Okay. So which means you're not going to extend him mm -hmm. to pay him to keep him there. Okay. I think... My hot take is forming from the beginning of the year. I think he might get moved. Are you saying uh, to another team? Traded. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I remember talking to you about that. Anything is possible. And Jonathan India would, you know, could potentially fetch, a, you know, quite a pretty penny. Uh, I, I love uh, his attitude and the way he plays. So I'd love to see him as a red, but uh, you know we'll see what happens here when things start to shake out because we got a lot of guys, you know, all competing for similar positions. And you yeah. know, keep in mind like all this, all these players that are coming up. You know, it's ultimately their bats we're really wanting to have you know in the lineup, but uh, they also got to have a place you know uh, you know in the field from the play as well. Yeah, so. and that fixes your offensive outfield problem that you have with power or without without with productivity because you're not getting it from will myers mm -hmm. and you're not getting it, i mean tj Friel's hurt but when he comes back he's in center mm -hmm. and you have rake and left you can move rake to right 
and have Indian left and McLean at second, and then back when your shortstop position opens up again, you can put Ellie there when he's ready. Yeah. It solves a lot of problems. It does, uh, and these aren't uh, the worst problems for a club to have. Just trying to figure these are just growing pains, and uh, got a lot of great guys need to make room for. So there might be uh, some moves that might be a bit uh, startling. Hopefully, nothing uh, too traumatic here. But I think uh, things are, are lining up in a very nice fashion here for the Reds. Agreed. But you just don't so. We'll see what McLean does at short. We'll see how he does defensively and offensively. Hopefully he can maintain some something close to this pace so you can leave him and stick him there. But defensively, if he's if he's ineffective and you're like, man, I gotta move him to second, you need to have that conversation organizationally with Jonathan India. Right. And hopefully Scott Boris will be like, yeah, sign him up for a long-term deal, pay him. So he stays here for a while, and then you have that flexibility with him and turn him into kind of a more of a utility guy that he can be. Yeah, and so far, I mean, he seems to be like the de facto leader of the squad as of now. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that seems to be a very important uh, thing to, to talk about. And so if they're very, very transparent with them with anything that happens. Yeah. He's your D, uh, your BDE, your big dick energy. Exactly. I mean, at least while uh, Joey Votto's out. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the last year of his contract too, so you mm -hmm. know that he's out the door at the end of this year. I mean, they haven't. No, no the Reds haven't publicly stated it, but come on, they're not going to pay a guy twenty-five million dollars to do what he's doing again this year. No, and uh, we still don't quite exactly know what's going on with rehab with them. Uh, so, yeah, a lot to be determined. Which is supposedly at this point, he said that he's feeling better. He's going to start rehabbing again soon. And the Reds put him on the 60-day IL, and he could come back in late May, which then could line up, you know, if that lines back up with his rehab schedule. So... Um, if you're wondering, hey, what's good? What about CES and Ellie? CES needs more time in AAA. He's got 23 Ks to two walks. He's only got 89 plate appearances, and he can only play first base. Yeah, so still needs the time to develop, seeing a lot of good stuff. But yeah, just uh, be a, a little too uh, too soon to move him. Yeah. Small sample theater here, but you've got to build up a bigger sample to be able to bring him up. I wouldn't be shocked if he was up here by like August, but at the same time... You need to uh, let him match a little bit more. But Ellie, on the other hand, um, he has been working on that walks to strikeout issue. Mm -hmm. It is getting better. Um, but um, how can you keep this guy down there with after having, uh, I don't know, a freak fucking day? Yeah. Uh, day. He had how many like hard hits did he have? Uh, like three of the hardest hits. Uh, in Statcast, like history. Yeah, he had the hardest hit ball in stat in the stat in this year, according to Statcast, of the hundred and eighteen point eight. Yeah, he's just continually doing things that haven't been done yet. It's just fucking nuts. And that was from one side of the plate, and on the other side of the plate, he hit one over one hundred and seventeen miles an hour. Yeah, he had one uh, that he thought was going to be a pop out that ended up going over the wall. It's like, that's his natural energy where he feels like, oh man, I missed it. And he still crushed it for a home run. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. And a switch hitter too. You just keep forgetting these things. He's super fast. Yeah, yeah extremely impressive. I, I can't wait to, to see him up, uh, you know, 
playing uh, alongside Matt McClain. Yeah, I mean, he would have the fastest thrown ball in professional. He has the fastest thrown ball in professional baseball with 90, 90.2 miles per hour. Yeah. And the third fastest home to third speed with 11.2 seconds. I mean, like, you can look at this and you're gonna be like, but you have to go like, okay, this is exciting and stuff. But then you're like, oh, yeah, you got, there's a few other things he still needs to work on in his game and get a little bit more time in AAA considering he's, you know, He's got 90 plate appearances in AAA. Yeah. Um, or 103. I'm sorry, 103 plate appearances. Yeah. Still, it's it's like it's not a lot. Give him a little bit more time. It's super. Yeah. Let him do some amazing stuff down, you know, in AAA, and he's going to do even better stuff once he comes back. Uh, you know, comes up to Great American Ballpark. Yeah. And maybe you can have him take some balls in center field. Yeah. See what he does. He's extremely fast. Great arm. You know. Yeah. A lot of options. There's a ton of options. Good options to have. Um, looking at our injured list, uh, Nick Lodolo moved to the IL with left calf tendinosis. Steve Mancuso from Reds Content Plus really explained it pretty well. So look that up there. But in the short, tendinosis is different from tendinitis. Tendinitis is when the muscle inflames and tendinosis is when the muscle has degeneration and starts losing collagen and could snap a lot easier which would be a bigger problem doesn't sound good you know when you got to look at like medical pictures of tendons and stuff you know it's not a, you know a great thing no turns me on yeah yeah, yeah. what's that all red about girl what's on your inside i'll twist that around the bone <laughs> Uh, yeah, such a bummer. Uh, Lodolo is doing so well and, you know, having some obvious discomfort there. And we'll see what happens with this. Uh, I, I have no idea about this type yeah. of injury. <laughs> but then here's the thing that lines up. I was Remember we were talking about, I was like, I think there's something wrong with Lodolo. I think yeah. there's something wrong. Boy, howdy. You're right. There was something wrong there. Um, they'll reevaluate him in four weeks. Shit. Yeah. Bummer. Real big bummer. Mm. Brandon Williamson is going to come back up. I wonder if it happened. Let's see if if uh, if he got it, if if uh, Matt McClain got his first hit here. Here we go. Quick break here, but uh, Brandon Williamson's coming up. He's the guy that we got in the Winker A. Eugenio Suarez trade, which is a, which it's it's nice that he's up, but he still has a, a six plus ERA in Triple A. And his control issues are still a problem, and that it's uh he's either he's either walking dudes or he's laying up fatties. The Reds are up one to nothing, and dude, you know who did it? Uh, two. India singled. McLean popped out. Fraley hit a line drive. India to third, and then Spencer Steer. Brought in Indy on a single. How about that? But then Jake Fraley out at third on a throw from Chris Bryant. So we had a, another another running gaff, which is something that Drake <clears throat> Fraley does. Yeah, it gets a little uh, too aggressive there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you love you know three guys working together, getting a run. <laughs> love it. Three guys together, just getting a run, getting after it, getting it, boy, pushing one across the plate. Do you, so I have a theory about why Brandon Williamson is up this week. Compared to, or instead of Andrew Abbott. Yeah, why is that? Coors Field. What? They give him, like, you know, it's like a hard place to pitch. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so you let him kind of, you know, maybe fall on his sword and see what happens. Yeah, uh, that'll be a tough place to prove your worth as a pitcher. Uh, we'll see what happens here. But talk about being thrown in the fire where it's just like, hey, you were a college pitcher. Figure it out. This is going to be a day you'll remember forever. Forever <laughs> and ever. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens with him, how much length he can give you. But I think overall... He has a plus-plus fastball. He has a good curveball. If he never figures out this control, I just see him as a lefty out of the pen. And this is like, it's not like do or die. Mm -hmm. But he's going to have a couple starts where it's like, hey, bud, let's see if you can be a starter. Yeah. There's going to be some opportunities. Yeah, a lot of them. Especially with Lodolo out now, there's going to be uh, plenty of shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah. A lot of left shoes yeah, to fill. A lot of left shoes. A lot of left shoes. I mean, four weeks, a month. At best. Yeah. Uh, that, that is so unfortunate. And also, um, at home, Andrew Abbott had five innings in his last start. Five innings pitched, four hits, five earned runs, five strikeouts. He gave up two long balls, which such a bummer. But he might have been working on something we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and Friel moved to the IL 10-day oblique strain, but he'll be back sooner than later. We talked about Votto, and then Nick Kirby from Chatterbox Sports, a sweet, sweet man, gave us the projected starters list. So you got Hunter Green tonight, Williamson tomorrow, Ashcraft, off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Luke Weaver, Hunter Green, Brandon Williamson. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for Brandon Williamson having to pitch and make his you know big league debut in Colorado, up a you know mile a mile high. And then come back home and have to face the vaunted Yankees. Yeah, uh, definitely trial by fire here. But uh, hopefully it will make him a better pitcher. Either that, I mean, or it will just dismantle him mentally. <laughs> yeah, sink or swim, bud. Yeah. Uh, the schedule that is coming up, you've got three at Colorado. Then you got the Yankee series this weekend. Then we'll be back talking on Monday about the Cardinals and the Cubs. Oh, sounds like fun. Sounds like a good time. I... I think they take two out of three in Colorado, but if they sweep, boy, howdy, would that be awesome. It would be amazing. Yeah, I'm saying two out of three as well. That sweep would be killer. And then the Yankees, I think they take, uh, I mean, they have Clark Schmidt, uh, Yoni Brito, and Domingo Germain. Mm -hmm. I think they take two out of three at home against the Yankees, against what is potentially going to be sellout crowds. Yeah, I'm hoping for the same. That would be a pretty cool. We've got a two big series here where the Reds can really uh, gain some ground. Yeah. I mean, they're only two games out of the wild card. I know it's only May 15th, but that's exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. And then that Cardinals series, you know, that's an opportunity there. Oh, fuck the Cardinals. Yeah. Let's round third and head for home. What do you got coming up, bud? I got uh, a handful of shows, mostly some local uh, funnies coming up. May 25th, Speakeasy Comedy Showcase at Oddfellows. That's uh, on Elm Street in Cincy. May 24th, Louisville at the Laughing Derby. Uh, the 27th, I got two shows at the Comet Northside in Cincinnati. Uh, May 31st at Go Bananas. Uh, then June 1st through 3rd, Limestone. Yay! Yay! Limestone! Limestone! Tonight, you can see me at Symposium. I think that show starts at 8.30. Mm -hmm. Come to that. And then uh, this weekend, I will be living at Great American Ballpark. So if you find me, you know the deal. I'll buy you a beer. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, Saturday's a double dip, baby. Yankees, Reds, and then I get uh, then I got a bolt on over to TQL Stadium for Hell is Real. Oh, nice! That'll be super fun. Yeah, that's a big day. Yeah, a long, awesome sports day. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be the best. So, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> yes, thank you for tuning in, listening, listening, some listening. issues, but uh, hey, that's what that's, that that happens. So, thank you for listening. Thanks for uh, checking us out. Thanks to uh, Sports Drink for having a coffee shop. Thank you to In the Clutch promo code Nasty Boys ten percent off. And thank you for joining. Yeah, and thank you to all of our mothers. Oh, my mama. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, everybody. As always, go Red Legs. Go Red Legs.